G'day team, welcome to Chasing Man. I'm your host, Liam Mackwee. Today's another day where we sit down, have a chat with a man, and give you the tools to succeed in life. If you've ever been interested in CBD, what it is and what it can do for the body, today's the show for you. Good friend of mine, Dr. Ben Jansen, uh, down in Australia. And as you'll learn in this podcast, he knows his stuff inside out. So enjoy the show. If you love the show, don't be shy. Share it with your friends. Enjoy each episode and leave us a comment. It would be great to hear from you. So today we have a doctor on board. I am ecstatic to actually say not only do I know a doctor, I know a top bloke and he's with us today, Dr. Ben Jensen. How are you, my man? It's great. It's been a long time since we've caught up, but um, we've certainly been in touch uh, across uh, uh, the electronic pathways around the world. Yeah, last time we saw each other would have been back in New Zealand. (laughs) It's been an absolute pleasure watching you from the sidelines, mate. And the reason why I wanted to get you on board for a bit of a man chat today was it's just so exciting what you have done in that end of the world. Obviously, you'll probably tell us a little bit about it in a minute, but in Australia, and you are just leading the conversation in the marijuana industry. So, man, why don't we just start back from your younger days? like? I want to know from younger days to where you're at now in a quick little timeline. Yeah, uh, well, who, who am I? I? My name is Dr. Ben Jansen. I, um, I was born in Wellington. Um, go to Tay Bay. Go to the Bay. Uh, go to the Bay. Um, grew up in a small town in New Zealand called Pongmata, then uh, moved to Auckland, did my training um, as a doctor. Um, and then I've moved around the place in New Zealand to learn my trade and then came across to Australia. I've had uh, two children over here and we're living on the sunny Gold Coast uh, for quite a long time now. Um, and uh, um, in the medicine side of things, uh, back in 2016, um, the Australian government changed the laws on um, medicinal cannabis and made it a medicine again. Again, because um, it, you know, it was originally and now it is again. Um, and so we started a company um, literally in that first week after um, it was made uh, legal. Um, that was called Burley Heads Cannabis. I've got my branded shirt on. Well, do we know? What's one? Uh, if you know Burley Heads, um, which is in the Gold Coast, it has a, a Norfolk Pines along the, sea, the seashore, and then we've got the, uh, um, a bit of palm there to signify the Queensland. Um, so we started that up, and then from there we also started a company called um, Cannabis Doctors Australia and also Cannabis Doctors Aotearoa um, to facilitate patients getting you know, safe, affordable medicinal cannabis. So it's been a journey. It has been, yeah. Um, uh, part uh, doctor, but part stone turner, I think, it seems, because I uh, literally just the legislation and the, the, the issues and the hurdles have just been just phenomenal. But we're getting there. What led you in this direction? So obviously, you tra- did you train just as a general GP or surgeon, or like, and then what steered you in that direction? Was it opportunity? Was it interest? Like, just tell us a little bit more of how you got into this position. Yeah, I was. I wasn't a, a happy doctor. Um, I didn't have a ponytail. 
Um, I actually did actually well back in there. Yeah, you yeah, did. Really, yeah, for, for a while. Yeah, I do like my serving. <laughs> um, so you trained as a GP. I got my fellowship in GP and I just did some training as an urgent care doctor as well. I got my fellowship in that as well. Um, and did sports medicine. And um, I was working here in the Gold Coast for a number of years doing GP and sports medicine. Um, and I saw the legislation change and um, already knew that there was, there was actual evidence to say, hey, we've been lied to all these years about, you know, cannabis being bad for you and actually it's, it's a pretty bloody good thing. So, um, and uh, my mother actually unfortunately died from a, um, a neurodegenerative condition um, and it was at the point after that where I found the US patent on it and it was being a, a brain protector that just pissed me off beyond belief to think hey we could have given mum some medicinal cannabis and there was a potential to um, maybe prolong her life or make her um, you know, uh, more comfortable, etc. And um, you know, that really pissed me off. And then from that point, I just kept digging. And once you start digging and you find these, these um, stories of, of it working really well, you know, it doesn't work for everyone, obviously, but when it does work, it can be life-changing. It just changed my opinion. And when we saw the law, the law change, I went, this is it. It's, it's happening overseas. You know, I want to be a part of it. I want to do... Um, do thing do this because it's you know it's the right thing to do. And um, what's the journey been like to set it all up? So you've been going as a you're the director 2018, and you said you started with Burley uh, Cannabis, right? So was that the the production side of things, and then you went into CDA, or like how did it all weave and turn to to become what it is? I think from the very beginning, um, when the laws changed, everyone was twiddling their thumbs going, what does this mean? Yeah. You know, um, all of a sudden, it was illicit, now it's not. Um, so what does that mean? Uh, and uh, for us, we wanted to be involved, so we started Burley Heads Cannabis as a wholesaler to get the product to patients, and then you know, the Cannabis Doctors Australia and Aotearoa. So that was to build the... Uh, front end backwards, whereas a lot of people jumped on board and said, we're going to grow, we're going to push and push and push. We said, we'll, we'll go the other way, we'll meet you in the middle. Um, and what did it really mean? It meant lots of long nights. Um, um, I, I moved to Australia to, um, to to surf and not work so hard after <laughs> flogging, flogging myself in Auckland. And um, then I ended up doing two years of 80-hour weeks just at night. And it was you know, reading legislation and then writing uh, standard operating procedures and doing the paperwork. And um, right back at the beginning, um, all the states in Australia and said, oh, okay, it's, it's, it's legal now. We need to put our own laws in place to control that. Um, and they really wanted to control how it was going to roll out. And so some, it was, the laws that were written were really restrictive in the state sense and antiquated and difficult. And they slowly them all away and started to make it again just a standard medicine you know um, like you would from a regular adopt there's still a few little things that are different on each state in there um, uh, but they're slowly getting pulled back um, we we spent so many hours writing our original standard operating procedures um, and it was just funny because we'd, we'd write these write this these documents up and then go to the government, hey, hand them in and go, hey, this is how it should be. Um, 
and they'll go, actually, no, it's not supposed to be like that. They'd send it back to us and, and then they'd look at them again where, and then they'd, <laughs> a month later, they'd change their mind and go, actually, you were right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> send it back. So, um, uh, yeah, they were in a learning process as well, um, both the state and, and federal government to try and work out where, what they're going to do with it. And, uh, we sort of, we eventually got to the point where we are now by you know, trial and error with the government. And and like you said, stone turning, right? Like there's, there's no manual for any of this down there. Like you're, you've written the books on, on how to do it, how to set it up and how to go. And what I love following is it's so, like what you're doing is so educational based. Like is, is that the main ethos? Is that the main, you know, the, the goal for you guys is to lead upfront with education first? Yeah, the products we've, we've got in there now, um, and the next portion portion after that is, is educating, re-educating people. Because, you know, that's that's stigma. Eighty years of stigma, and it is really hard to shift off some people. Um, there was a, a, a study done in New Zealand on, on doctors there, and they said to the doctors in that, in that questionnaire, if um, medicinal cannabis was had grade A evidence, so you know it's irrefutable, um, and it was funded by the government, would you prescribe it? And 17% of them still said no. Still said no. Still said no. I mean, that's that's a that's a that's a bloody hard stone to turn. So the the other 83%, then we can educate you. We can we can show you where it does work, and, and the same with the public as well. Um, um, you still get people coming in. We still get people coming in. And like, I've never smoked any marijuana before. I'm not too sure about this. We're not going to make you smoke anything, love. If you haven't smoked in your life, we're not going to make you inhale anything. Yeah. We'll give you, a, we'll give you an oil or a tablet. It's all good. Yeah, and I was just watching there earlier today. Uh, you uh, got the lozenges going for like people that, that want to take it sort of in a, in a lozenger form, which is, you know, a, a different, faster absorption rate to take it. Am I correct? Theoretically, yes, you do get a bit that goes through the, the gums and the tongue, but it's, it's not a huge amount. It's maybe 15-20% um, on the lozenges, the wafers, the, the, the sprays in the mouth. Most of it still goes down into your gut, um, but it's really good for children. Um, it's a you know, sweet tasting lozenge, um, and as you might know, you know, a lot of those um, oils, they do taste quite bitter, quite hempy, um, which you know, if you've got a fussy, autistic kid, good luck. Yeah. Try and hide hide that under the peanut butter. Yeah, some, some of the kids you can hide in there, but some of them, they, they know. They know. So from a product standpoint, when you started up Burley Cannabis, were you guys just making the right connections around the world to import the stuff, or were you growing, developing, uh, and producing yourself for the Australian market? No, we were importing um, from the day, day dot, um, because, you know, the to build out a uh, facility and get it accredited, especially in Australia, um, which is just the land of the long white paper trail. Um, it is so much red tape. So um, since that time of 2016, and there is only one, we're in 2020 right now, only one Australian company that's actually growing and producing product to market that we sell. Wow, in four years, yeah, that tells you how difficult it is, huh? Oh yeah, yeah. Big stones to turn. Um, you know, you have to build it. You have to plan your facility, get that approved, build it, um, and then you've got to get the permits after that. So after you've got all the licenses, then you've got to get the permits as well. Um, 
I think in Australia there's, there's only four companies, as far as I'm aware, four growers that have permits to grow. Now, is that a goal for you guys to head in that direction one day eventually, or are you really focusing on what you guys are doing well at the moment? We always yeah, wanted to um, have the complete supply chain, protect our, you know, um, our patients, make sure that they're getting um, good supply, uh, standard prices, etc. Um, so we've been working from the front end back, and so we've we've now um, we're about to release our online platform uh, for pharmacists, doctors, and patients as a marketplace. Um, and then behind that, you know, we're certainly in talks with a number of companies um, that are producers to hopefully link up and um, amalgamate, and then maybe even offer that to the public. Yeah, that's that's wicked. So. Obviously, you know, it's exciting listening to you, where it started, where it's going, what you're doing currently. But the reason why I got this this whole podcast happening, Chasing Man, is to to hear about like the challenges that you've gone through and the, the ways that you have, I don't know, placed tools in your toolbox to get through these strategies. As a doctor, how frustrating is it for you? to sit back and see all these other doctors, when your job is to care for people, is to provide uh, a service of wellness, and you still have all these people that are, uh, you know, throwing stones probably at you from a distance and just saying, you know, this is not the right thing to be doing. How have you dealt with that? Um, I think I'd make a, a, a comparison to being in, in Big Surf. You know, um, eventually you're going to catch a wave, but there's no point fighting it. And today I was out, went for a surf this morning, and um, the, the water current was anywhere from, from half a metre to one metre per second. So it was just jump in, try and get the right position, let yourself go through. I'm not going to paddle against the, that sort of current, and then you catch the waves when you can. And the tide will turn, and it is turning. For us, it was um, all of a sudden... Um, starting to get more and more referrals locally and, and um, certainly um, around Australia we're starting to get some real traction people doctors know who we are um, and it's for all those doctors that haven't um, don't necessarily believe in it we've found that it takes their own personal miracle for them to change their mind yep when they see see their own patient that's been hooked on opiates for you know, 10 years and we get them off that with medicinal cannabis and they feel better and they have less symptoms and they have less side effects from, from those opiates. Yeah, that's a game changer for, for that doctor. And they go, all of a sudden, actually, I've got 10 other patients I can do this. Um, so it, it's been a process and there's no point fighting it. We have been absolutely determined to, to do this. And, you know, we've got skin in the game. So um, it was, it's been really about persistence for us. And you know, don't sweat the big stuff and don't sweat the small stuff either. It'll happen. Man, that's great, eh? Like, it's just such, like, going back to those simple, simple things in life. Just ride that wave and go with the flow. I love it. Yeah. Hey, you talk about, like, the opiate epidemic, which, you know, if unless you're under a rock, you're, you're, everybody knows about it in this day and age and how it's just destroying, destroying the world, really. For those people that don't know a lot about medical cannabis, is, is that one of the main driving uh, uh, benefits to it? Or like in, in what aspects do people use medicinal, medicinal cannabis? How is it used? What are the benefits? All that sort of jazz. Yep. So um, about 80% 80, 80 of our patients that we see are from chronic pain. Yep. Um, 
about 5% are cancer, pain or cancer symptoms, 5% uh, are anxiety, and then below that, next more, most common would be insomnia, um, and then falling away to various other, other indications. Um, um, but the chronic pain is a big one. And when someone's in chronic pain, then they generally come in on a paracetamol, a non-steroidal, and then tacked onto that an opiate as well. Um, and opiates are notorious for uh, escalating doses and requirements because your body gets tolerant and um, starts to produce more opioid receptors. And so they're sitting out there, you know, we're, we're in pain, we're in pain, we're in pain. And then everyone, um, you just need to upregulate their dose. Um, whereas medicinal cannabis, yeah, it doesn't happen as like that. Um, certainly with the, the CBD, there isn't a dose escalation over time. People find their dose. And then with the THC products, it's about a 20% increase on average over the first few months, and then they stick on that dose. So comparatively, you know, much safer with regard to um, tolerance, for sure. And then each individual case is 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 that it's very individual what what it what mix you're taking the dosage you're taking is is independent on the individual and and what they're trying to um i don't want to say yeah, yeah. what's the yeah. word yeah trying to treat the symptoms so yeah, yeah. you're looking to you know which one's going to work best are you going to use a, a cbd isolate cbd full spectrum combination product balance uh high thc um, and for the most part, we use oils because you can fiddle with the dose really well for an oil. Whereas pills and capsules, first of all, they cost a bit more uh, to the patient for the encapsulation process. And then second of all, it's bigger jumps on, on what your dosing is. So um, by and large, yeah, mostly oils. And then for the inhaled um, products um, or flower floss, um, about 10% of patients would use that. And yeah, that inhaled route is helpful for those uh, acute pains or acute anxiety or PTSD. Uh, you know, those war vets are, are pretty common for you know, having PTSD and, and, you know, they'll get worked up pretty quickly and, and um, obviously use that for that. And is that based off sort of like a, an, an educated guess that the, what, what the amount is for that person or is it trial and error? Like, how does that side work? <laughs> All medicine's an educated guess. <laughs> uh, Actually, yeah, absolutely. Probably, when you're walking through the door, I'm judging you. <laughs> this is probably less than the normal pharmaceutical world, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so as soon as someone's coming through the door, you're, you're, I think as a doctor, if you're good, you're, you're looking at and seeing how the person's walking in the first instance. But yeah, it is, it's about experience. We do have some standard guidelines that we, we tend to use within our company to try and... Um, put people onto more of a standard process. So um, yeah, we can standardize things a little bit and, and trying to work towards a gold standard, but some of it, yeah, it is guesswork. And then the other part of that is um, finding the right dose. And everyone's a bit different inside of their body um, with regard to how many cannabinoid receptors there are. So they're gonna require different doses. Uh, and the THC side of things, um, some people will feel an effect of one milligram. Um, whereas you know, the other inspection, People go taking up to 100 milligrams a day to uh, for their symptoms. Customized cannabis. Customized cannabis. There you go. I bet you've got that one patented in a way somewhere as well, don't you? <laughs> I don't think you could probably trademark that. It's too generic. <laughs> yeah. Hey, um, so here in Canada, it's, it's we're we're a bit ahead of you guys, and and I've played a little bit with the CBD. My question for you is. 
obviously, as humans, we have a cannabinoid system inside, and I'm not nowhere near educated on the stuff as you. I sort of know that it's present. I don't know the full capacity of how it works and what it does for us. For the Joe average, for a person that's not suffering from anxiety, PTSD, depression, pain, is there any benefit on take, in taking CBD on a, on a regular occurrence, like a, like a normal supplementation? Yeah, as a supplement, potentially. I think uh, there's probably uh, two things you look at would take that for. One would be the uh, antioxidant effects of the CBD. It seems to be antioxidant, it seems to be neuroprotective, cardioprotective. So, um, yeah, there's real potential there. Um, and then the other side is, you know, your endocannabinoid system is inside your body. It's there to modulate things, bring you back to a homeostasis. Um, and if you can boost that a bit and get you be able, make your body be able to get back to that normal homeostatic um, healthy level uh, more easily, then, yeah, there's absolute potential for that to help you. Um, uh, most people, though, they, they, they generally feel pretty healthy and well, so you know, um, is it worth supplementing in general? Mm, debatable, and I'm going to be careful about what I say legally because I'm sitting in Australia. Of course. Yeah, well, that's why I asked because, like, you know, uh, the occasions that I did, ha did take it, um, I didn't, for myself, feel a lot different, and that's why I wanted to ask the question because, I mean, I try to live the healthiest lifestyle I can, right? So I would like to say I'm fairly healthy. Now, if I was absolutely screaming for some pain relief or, or you know, suffering from other conditions, then by all means, I may feel a, a slight difference. Um, but, yeah, I've always wondered that question because I just didn't know enough about it. Yeah, and I think when people take it, take their own um, supplementation of CBD or treatment of CBD, you, know, you have to make sure you get the right dose and you take it for the right amount of time. So CBD ain't going to work day one and ain't really going to work for most people within that, that first dose. You know, I did have one autistic kid who was, first time I saw him, he was just destroying everything in my office. Yeah. Um, and then we, we gave him some CBD to go with his, his mum and she said, look, he takes it and 20 minutes later he can sit down and watch his iPad and he's calm. And then he came to my office again and he was didn't destroy anything, he sat on the seat. And like, so some, some kids and some people are very sensitive to, to it, but other people less so. So uh, it, the way that it works is boosting that endocannabinoid system and it's complex, you know, number of mechanisms that, that happen inside the cell. So there's some downstream effects of what that cells the cells in your body going to do. So we say like, it's going to be three days to a week on a dose that's going to work for you um, before you're going to see some effects. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's why I find it so fascinating is, you know, you see the things on YouTube and, and now documentaries that it is flipping some people's lives completely upside down and giving them the lives that they deserve. So, you know, once again, from that doctor standpoint, man, I have to give you a big high five for actually being the man with the, the big kahunas and actually getting out there and putting it in place in Australia. It's just absolutely fantastic. And uh, I can't wait to keep following you more and, 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 and just watching the journey. Uh, I can't wait to get over to Australia as well, mate, and have a, have a beer with you and just celebrate it in the, in the person. I want to ask, I want to ask Ben Jansen a question though, not the doctor. Cause, uh, We've got the doctor in front of us here, guys, but also right in front of us right now, we have a storm chaser. <laughs> yeah, if I could um, 
if I could quit my day job and do that, I, I'd be out the door at Midwest. Yeah. I couldn't believe that. Like, I mean, I, I know you. I, I, I've never really known you super well. But then all of a sudden, I saw you in the States storm chasing. Where did this passion come from, man? It's, it's freaking I, every live you were doing. I was like, oh, are we going to see one? Are we going to see one? Like, it, it could be a full-on TV show. It was epic. <laughs> yeah, that was, it was on my bucket list. Um, you know, um, when you, I've always loved to surf the same as just yourself there. And, you know, you get a big swell come in, you get a nice perfect wave. And to me, a storm is just nature at its best, just rolling up and getting a, a cyclonic um, funnel going. And uh, that, that first trip that I went over there, and um, we were chasing with my cousin and his wife and his mate, bring up good mates. Um, and we, we rolled up on that very first tornado that I've ever seen, and we just lost it. <sighs> Look at that thing. It was, it was as wide as a house, stove pipe white, and just going through a field and just ripping the grass off, hitting, a, hitting the tr um, trees, shredding them, and it was just amazing. And then the whole chase process as well, because yeah, you have to judge where you're going. You've got to use your, your scientific mind to work out yeah. where it's going to start to get the updraft. And then you start to see it and you start to see the storm take a big breath and it'll come down and start to, to spin up. And yeah, and you're traveling through the Midwest meeting with these really interesting people and going through the Bible Belt and it was just fantastic. Oh man, and you and your character, like I just fully getting into it, getting, you know, dressed up and living the American dream. It was so fantastic, dude. So you gotta love you could love Walmart. Yeah. It's, 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 it's my kind of people because they're all, all nerds out there chasing essentially. And so there's a lot of buttoned up people. We thought, now we need to get dressed up to blend in. So let's go to Walmart and be as most Americana as we can. Um, at least then no one's gonna shoot us. <laughs> and yeah, a new costume each day. You got to have fun. And is there a fear factor involved here, man, or is it just pure adrenaline? Yeah, um, every 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 time it's like we should we should not punch the core, um, and that's the core of the storm, which is usually right in front of where the tornado is going to come through, um, and it's usually full of hail and rain and poor visibility, and then all of a sudden a tornado can come through. And um, we just keep doing it. We just keep doing it. And, <laughs> and it, that's where it gets scary because you should really be coming up on, on the, the, behind it, behind the storm. But um, commonly you're, you're thinking, oh, I can just nip in front of it here and you'll be all right. And we, you know, we, we've nearly been wiped out a couple of times. The, the, the biggest one was with my wife. And we... We'd, we'd flown, driven, sorry, driven all the way across Nebraska so fast, and then we'd come, come down towards Edge um, of Missouri and into Kansas. And uh, this whole line of storms, I could see it on the radar and see it picking up. I, my radar skills are pretty good these days. It's got to be there. We can cut across, jump on the freeway, and we're belting into this rainstorm. And I've got my wife driving. And she's like, oh, yeah, I don't think we're going to see anything. I didn't want to say anything, but I, I knew it was like just off to our right, probably. And it just kept getting more and more water and, and then started to fly up a bit. And I said, jump off here because I think the road's going to get flooded. And we couldn't see anything. So I jumped out of the car and just cleared for a second. And there's this 50 to 100 meter wide, just tunnel funnel going. And it was about maybe 400 meters behind us. And it, Oh no, there she is. 
there's the tornado. Wow. Um, and, and then it just wrapped in rain again, and it turned out to be an EF4, so a pretty big one, and it, um, no fatalities luckily, but it shredded through town, yeah. So, yeah. It's, uh, you know, like, I, 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 I hope people watching and people listening are, are getting this side of him. Yes, he's a, like the doctor mastermind creating a huge movement in Australia. But man, this guy loves to have fun. He loves to do crazy, epic things out in nature. And um, I, I, I've tried to stop saying this to all my guests because I say it to everybody, but I know we only have a small window with you and you definitely need to be going because you're changing the world of Australia, changing the country of Australia. If you were to say to the people watching and listening one thing, one way that you live your life, what would that be? Why do I live my life like you're going to get hit by a bus? I think um, I, that's just the, my personality. Uh, I want to get things done now. You only live once, so um, get going and do things, follow your dreams. Yeah, man, live large. And uh, I've been uh, on a couple of nights out with this man and he knows how to live large. And uh, that's what I love about you, mate. I really, really appreciate you jumping on in the small little window that you have today. Um, and uh, is it all right to share some of your details? Because obviously we've got a few, well, we've got a fair few listeners in Australia and New Zealand, and I am sure that there is people screaming out for your help. No worries, link in the description below. And um, yeah, we certainly like um, helping people and making people feel better. Mate, you're a rock star. Thanks for your time, dude. No worries. Great to see you again. Go Tite Bay. Go the Bay.